Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. We have with us returning guest, Michael Shu, the principal of Michael Shu Office Architecture. Welcome back, Michael. Thanks for having me, AJ. I know we last spoke in uh, May, May of last year, um, the heart of the lockdown, the heart of the continuing pandemic, the start of the pandemic, still relatively fresh. And at that point, we were talking about some of the, or the impacts of COVID-19 at that point on the built environment. I think it's something that you are particularly focused on as you, that is your, that is your business. So your, your particular office that has done a lot of uh, iconic office and restaurant bit uh, interiors in Austin and across the country. So I figured you'd be the best person to talk about it then and to bring back now. Um, before then, I want to give, I guess, give a chance to uh, talk a little about the firm, your fear firm and the work you do uh, both here in Austin and elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been quite a year since we last talked. Um, and um, uh, just to introduce the firm, we're about 75 architects and interior designers with offices in Houston. And uh, our headquarters is here in Austin. Um, we do work in all, all the cities in, in Texas and do quite a bit of work in, in other places. Uh, Denver, Atlanta, um, just opened a Uchi in Miami. And we're doing uh, work on the East and the West Coast as well. Very good. So, um, you know, we've spoken a little bit just uh, last few weeks on how business is going, but what it is, how was Q1? Right. I'll pull back sort of this. How was, let's do a review of Q, of Q, uh, just of 2020, the last we spoke in May. So maybe uh, that was, that was uh, Q3 and Q4 of 2020. How did it round out at that point? And then get into Q1. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was interesting, you know, this time last year, we were just trying to, like, you know, tread water, maintain, and uh, our work was there, but pretty flat, um, but we maintained our staff, and Q3 was was great, and we were seeing some good indicators. Um, Q4 was when our clients really started re-engaging, so jobs that were put on hold, money that was not being deployed, people were calling us and saying that, hey, we're, you know, our equity partners, really, that's that's what it comes down to, who's gonna be writing the checks for these things. Um, we're, we're looking for opportunities. A lot of our F&B and hospitality clients um, sort of looked at the marketplace said, hey, you know, a lot of really great real estate and places are coming available. Um, you know, a lot of it because of failures that happened in COVID. And then, uh, so Q, Q4 was, was really strong. We started to see growth and we started planning for a very strong Q1. Um, and it's actually uh, far exceeded even our planning. So it's, it's been good. I think to give some quick metrics at, in March of uh, you know, 2020, we froze growth, um, maintained our staff. I think we're about 48 people in total. And March of 2021, we're at about 75. Wow. So we grew through Q4 and then Q1. Q1 has been um, an accelerated growth. So right now we're actually postponing uh, a lot of work and we're, we're booked up right now for- How long uh, is the pipeline like? Just approximately. Yeah. Yeah, our, our, our pipeline is through August. So, yeah. you know, towards the end of the summer. It gives me time to um, plot out my house then. Like, I was trying to yeah. think about it. <laughs> He's yeah. smiling because yeah, yeah. his, his custom builds. Uh, we'll, we'll add, your, we'll add your, your firm's uh, Instagram account. They build some really uh, awesome pieces of art, honestly. Oh, uh, well, thank you for that. But it's not because we don't want to do your house. It's like 
my house was postponed last year. Oh, and um, <laughs> I'm in the same boat as everyone else, which is, you know, difficult to find builders, difficult to get pricing. You know, we're in a, in, in a tough time for especially residential construction. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I noticed too, just throughout, throughout all last year, there was that one, one week, uh, probably in April or March, April of 2020, where everything shut down for just based on uncertainty around some, some reg regulatory policies. But beyond that, the cranes in Austin never stopped moving, you know, North Austin, downtown, around UT, South Austin, um, everything kept moving. And, you know, we had uh, Emily Shinnebear, who was the CEO of the Austin Board of Realtors on a few weeks ago, last week rather. And, you know, they similarly, I mean, they had, I think they lost, she told me they lost a quarter in 2020. And then, but it's been, record, you know, as you know, it's been record setting for residential and commercial, right? Real estate. It's just um, the pin up demand and upswing. What, and you mentioned earlier, just early indicators, where are things, I mean, we, we can read the, I, well, you could throw a rock today and, and hit news with Austin's growth and real, in the real estate market, but what indicators are there, I mean, for folks from the front line like yourself and the, in the business that you look for, right? That either for, you know, for things that are going to start slowing down or that they're ramping up that before it gets to the, you know, the news. Yeah. You know, what was interesting for us um, in Q3 of last year were our clients in other regions so, uh, you know, Colorado, Colorado, Atlanta, um, East Coast, um, even California, were, were saying, hey, you know, we're, uh, we're going to invest in Texas. And we're like, oh, that's interesting, you know, coming out of COVID. So I think a lot of people, and this is in the news, have identified Austin and, and Texas as, you know, where they, people feel like not only do they feel like it's a good investment, but it, they feel like they need to be here. Mm -hmm. to sort of be relevant, you know, as, as Texas sort of con continues to emerge. Um, so just seeing new players, but solid players from other places um, come to Austin. So that sort of funding, money, investment, and capital, people opening offices, doing investigative work um, has been really interesting. And now in Q1, they're executing on deals. Mm -hmm. So um, the seeds they planted are, are, are growing. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, you mentioned your pretty much your office is booked up on projects through through August. So effectively almost to the end of the year. Well, you're beginning about Q4. Do you feel, I mean, do you just based on what we're seeing now and predictions wise, right? And things now obviously shift as we know. I mean, do you see any end on this? I mean, this is upswing coming out of well, we're still in, we're still in a pandemic, but at least the first phase of what you know of what this pandemic was we I, I don't think so and my clients don't seem to think so which is um which is sort of a new thing i think when i've been here in austin for a long time um off and on since the very late 80s and whenever austin had a growth spurt they were always reminded of the sort of bust and boom cycles of texas mm -hmm. um and they talked a lot about a bubble so i remember having gone to panels like, and the sort of moderator was asking, what inning we in? It's like, oh, the bubble's about to pop. We're in the, you know, we're in extra innings or, or any, you know, that type of language. I don't hear that anymore. And I think a big indicator is that the companies that you see moving here, participating in our economy, who want to be a part of Austin, they want to do it meaningfully, I think. Um, wh whether or not that happens or not, Raymond's we've seen, but um, is given that sort of storyline, uh, you know, a, a change, a real change. Um, you, know, you see all the big names in here and 
And that really does change even our hospitality clients who are like, hey, you know, we feel confident that there's an audience for what it is that we do up and down the different sort of uh, project types, at least in architecture. Let's touch on that too, but on the hospitality side, because that sector in Austin is, I think it's the second largest, you know, all encompassing, uh, it was probably one of the most, that and music were the most hit, impacted by this last year pandemic. What are you seeing, I mean, as it relates to, you know, you're, you touch the industry, uh, with businesses that got through it. I mean, a lot of businesses in the hospitality sector, you know, it were deeply impacted. Are they, are there, you know, there, there are folks who shuttered as we know, and there are folks who, who are still, at least there's light on the horizon, but what do you see in terms of new players in the hospitality market and established players here? And what is what that environment's like, as far as at least from what you're seeing and yeah. you're part of it, that food chain? I, I think what I'm hearing is there's so much, there's still like a lot of challenges, um, you know, because we're, we're not out of it. And, and a lot of people are really struggling still. But I think everyone um, has the optimism is like, we just got to hold on to get through this and, you know, keep and, and every, what's interesting is like people have really tried hard to keep their staff together. Um, and I think that's sort of different than the cycles I've lived through pre- previously, especially ones that my family lived through, where it was like, Hey, it's a cycle, you know, everyone loses their jobs and we're going to start over in, you know, a number of years. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think for Austin hospitality, you know, a lot of that did happen because they had no options, but I think a lot of people were like, you know, my, my core team, my people are important. Um, how do we sort of survive this? So I think there's a lot of optimism and I think there's um, the people who come out of it now know how to do to go food now how to how to create all these different sort of revenue streams that we're all used to i mean we created sort of different economies coming out of this breath and beat and hotel as well i mean they're not booking events this year like they were and and that's not going to come back and that's a huge revenue source for hotels and i know it's a huge pain point for them um but you know we're seeing a lot more localized travel as well so um you know it's it's interesting to see how people are adjusting got it and then I want to switch gears and talk to more about Michael Shu as an entrepreneur. Your company is 15 years plus years old, 15 years, about 15 years old. Yeah. Yeah. We're 15 this year. Yeah. Just last year. for those who, you know, I think, you know, I went to law school. So, you know, so I'm not the same as architecture school, but I think in both, when we talked offline, it's, it's, it's how you identify yourself. You're an, an entrepreneur who happened to be an architect and built, and then thus they built something. And I'm an entrepreneur about the lobbying. Um, for those in your industry, or, you know, architecture students or, you know, or junior architects or folks who are having those little bugs near, I mean, can you tell us your story, your story of how you started the firm? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I should, you know, start pretty far back. I'm, I'm you know, first generation immigrant born in Taiwan, uh, moved to Houston when I was three years old. My parents are both, you know, native Chinese people. And, you know, my mother still barely speaks English, really. And she lives in Houston right now. Um, So our upbringing was really kind of a typical scrappy immigrant story, you know, kind of surviving, you know, um, they they held all sorts of jobs, ran small businesses, some successfully, some not so successfully. So those were formative memories. So I think a little bit of entrepreneurialism really stemmed from survival sort of instinct, typical immigrant, you know, Hey, you do what you need to get by, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to wanting necessarily to, to build a business or make money. It was really just that's what you got to rely on yourself, uh, sort of thing. 
So yeah. that, that, that's really at the core of, of where my entrepreneurialism comes from is a, is a survival sort of instinct, less so about, you know, growing big, big things. Yeah, those, t- those tend to get a, yeah, survival is a first rule of growth. <laughs> you got to be alive to get to thrive, as, as I'm sure yeah. someone said. Uh, well, cool, Michael. I want to thank you. People. Actually, I want to talk about one more thing too. What do you What do you like to do outside of of, of uh, a building? Cool interiors. What are, what are yeah, um, I'm a person who has way too many hobbies, and uh, which which is not unlike a lot of people I like hanging out with. Really, I think mm-hmm. um, they're they're you know they give me a lot of pleasure. So, um, like with you, I mean, going to the racetrack and driving. Well, I just started. He invited me. Out. I don't have my own car yet. I was going to check out his cars. I just. I, uh, I have my 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 daily my daily car that I use for everything, so it was cool. It was cool that I got to try. I'm gonna put it out there, you know. I'm not balling like that yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So you know, the racetrack is something I've done since college. I road raced uh, motorcycles when I was in architecture school, and uh, then when I had children, got out of the motorcycles for all the you know usual reasons. You shouldn't, you know, you, people sort of go out of that. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Right. I've, I've tasted enough asphalt to know that, you know, I, I didn't need to get hurt. Um, so then I was racing cars and then um, uh, love cycling and mountain biking, still do that and race mountain bikes for years and years and years. And then uh, my other big love is really traveling um, along with uh, traveling to go fly fishing. That's that's something really something I do in tiny, tiny groups of friends. And that's super awesome. I love that. Nice. Very good. Well, oh, thank you again for taking me to the track. And definitely, uh, we'll be out, I'll be out there later this week just for a little pre-firm uh, anniversary event. Um, but Michael Shu is a principal of Michael Shu Michael Shu Office of Architecture. And thank you for your time as always. Always, yeah. Thanks for having me, AJ.